DJ Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side War between good and evil, watching our fists collide Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride Flags waving all around, pages full of pride This is where we make a stand, no more give or take They want to use violence on Americans We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace Enough with tyranny We come to take our country back For all citizens White, red, brown, or black Return it to a form of glory Fix the bloody crack On the crown Fetch it down It's going down She warned me that this day would come I'm like my father, go to combat with the blazing guns I survived that, then I came back, took the place I'm from To face off all these haters and the battle in the place I love You can't break me down, I'm indivisible You still see my raps if I was invisible That pepper spray tastes like chicken Welcome to episode 16 of Freedom Unchained. I am your infamous host, January 6th defendant, Joseph Thomas. We have a jam-packed show today. First, I want to remind everybody to check out our website. That is sing4freedom.us. It is a central hub to help and get involved in the fight for true justice here in America and stand in solidarity with those that are being politically persecuted because of their presence at the Capitol on January 6th. You can find an extensive list of the political prisoners give, send, go charities for those that wish to give generously to help them with their legal fight. And also, you can find the groups to get involved with, to be boots on the ground and help affect change because it's up to we, the people. Plus, you can submit your videos of singing the national anthem every night at 9 p.m. in solidarity with our uh, J6 defendants. And even send in voice messages to give hope and encouragement and words of love or if you want to send in your anthem by audio all on the website as well as the links in the description box we are sponsored by p2pprinting.com that is the letter p the number two the letter p printing.com you can get all of your sing for freedom merchandise and gear whether it's hoodies hats shirts drinkware decals you name it It all helps make patriotism sexy again. So go to p2pprinting.com and show your support for the Sing for Freedom campaign to help keep the dream alive. We have a jam-packed show today. Our first guest is somebody that you all may know because of his tireless fight to bring you verified news on a daily basis. man by the name of Enoch. And the funny thing is, is he is tied into January 6th in a rather weird way. Believe it or not, it is on the record that government thinks that he is a party animal. Check this out. More to come. Hey, Fampine on here. I have the one and only Enoch. 
dear friend of mine, known him for a long, long time. And he has been a shaker and mover in our movement and helping to get patriots together and focused on what truly is needed, necessary, and bottom line, what people are missing when it comes to bringing our country back to its original glory. So thank you for coming on, Enoch. Thanks for having me on, Mr. Pye. It's always a pleasure and the honor is all mine, sir. You know, we have been involved in several of your gatherings and uh, events that you like to organize. And one most notably is your first MAGA Palooza, which whenever I was arrested by the feds, I had to step away from because I didn't want to have my J6 debacle get in the way of, of the great time you guys were going to have down there. Um, how did all of this start? What brought you to the idea of organizing events to get Patriots together? Well, I um, my story starts as Anon on the board. Um, and I come a long way since then. There was a time when I valued being anonymous. And then I just decided that, you know, I followed the Q drops, you know, I was a Trump supporter. And there was a time where, um, during the Q drops, we did the take the oath campaign. Uh, many of us, you know, showed our faces for the first time as Anon's taking, resetting the oath. And uh, I spent like 13 days or so uh, retweeting um, all the oaths that I could find um, on Twitter. Uh, There were so many of them, it literally took me 13 days to retweet them all. It culminated with uh, the famous General Flynn's oath video. And it was like, it was at that time I thought it was really important to start to bring patriots together in real life. Um, And that's really what started it for me, Pi. Absolutely. And I'm actually uh, one of those that decided to show his face for the first time online uh, via your Take the Oath campaign. Um, We had become friends on Twitter and I saw you doing that and I had maintained my anonymity for all all the way up into that point using Pi Anon as my moniker, which I still stick with, but now I'm more out in the public, obviously. Uncle Sam made sure of that. But uh, yeah, it was the first time I showed my face and getting involved in pushing truth for our movement and trying to help fight the narratives of the the lies that are being told on a daily basis. And now moving from the oath, uh, you started organizing different events. What was some of the first that you had done? Well, I started locally. That summer, I organized what I called just a Michigan meetup. Again, I used my Twitter account to try to get people to come camping with me. It's something I have uh, I did every year um, around the weekend of my birthday where I'd just go camping and try to get a group of my friends to come camping with me um, for the weekend, a three-day weekend. Um, and so I kind of just took that idea and, you know, I did lose a lot of friends being a Trump supporter. Like, the amount of friends I made online definitely made up for it. And I wanted to see what it would be like getting us all together or getting a group of us together and about a good crew of you know 25 to 35 of us um met up the first time you know it being nervous uh meeting like a bunch of strangers like i was i was a little bit nervous uh how that was going to work out but literally by the end of the first night you realize that none of us were strangers like we might not have ever met in real life some of us might not have even met via you know i'm being but you know someone was just heard you know hey there's this event let's go camping and by the end of the first night everyone there agreed that it was something that we needed to organize more of not only just 
organize more of. We needed to organize more of them that summer. That summer we moved on. We did three of these weekend campouts up here in Michigan that summer. Um, and then the next summer we started doing it again as a Michigan meetup. But then that got talked into trying to do it on a national scale. Uh, and that's where we move into the Megapalooza weekend spy. And the first Megapalooza that you organized was the one down in Kentucky, correct? Yes. Uh, found a whole resort, actually three of them, that was willing to let a bunch of patriots basically rent out their whole resort and spend the weekend together. And I had planned a, a boat parade on Kentucky Lake. And uh, it was in the Land Between the Lakes area down in Kentucky. And that was a... That was the first, what I would call the National Patriot Campout, which I call the Megapaloozas, because we deal with a lot of heavy things every day, don't we, Pi? I know you do. Like, everything's so heavy with what we're doing. It's so important. Um, but at the same time, we can't lose track that we need to be able to celebrate our wins and celebrate what we're doing. Um, and I thought that was, uh, these events are a great way for us to celebrate what we're doing as Patriots. And the first Megapalooza event was down in Kentucky end up being a, a big hit from all across the country down there pie and there's been uh, a lot of talk about it you know you've done them almost every year since uh they even had one down in florida if i remember correctly how did the how have all of those gone i mean it's no no picketing no protesting no sort of organizing other than just patriots getting together to enjoy each other as patriots to show love of nation right yeah, there's a lot of events where patriots come together, but a lot of times they're either like at a, a planned protest or maybe a, a conference room with paid speakers and uh, ticket sales. And then if you want to meet the speakers, you got to get VIP tickets. It seems to be, you know, like we, I definitely support capitalism, but there was seeing all that made me decide that I wanted to do an event that highlighted the patriots. I mean, the patriots are the highlight of our movement. We're the ones that are getting involved locally we're the ones that put are putting our skin on the line um and i think again it's a to celebrate patriots these megapalooza camping weekends are there's no ticket sales there's no vip passes there's no paid speakers uh there's literally you pay for your campsite and you go camping with a bunch of patriots and it's you're right it has been successful so much that it's inspired other patriots to organize events in other states and you said florida like i had i've been having them here in michigan since the kentucky year this will be the second big one i've had in michigan coming up in july uh july 21st through 23rd but uh, last year i had one here in michigan and also that i uh a patriot stepped up and organized one that happened down in florida and it's, it's really nice to see that Patriots are stepping up to organize these events near them. And it's it's something, Pi's heard me privately say this, but it's something I really wish that uh, you'd see the influencers in our community do more of, is organize on the local level, even if it's just bringing Patriots together. Definitely something that is needed. Um, too many people have a lot of just calls to action to try to bring something into fruition to change for our movement and can be blinded about the necessity to bring together for just sheer camaraderie. And that's something that you're doing. You're, you're bringing patriots together to help grow that bond between each other as just as Americans. And it's not um, necessarily a, a paid event or no speakers, no 
no frills, no thrills, just enjoying America as Americans. And that's that's truly beautiful, man. It's a way that everybody can get together and get to know one another and enjoy each other in this movement without having to, for the lack of a better word, without having to work. Now, I'm sure that it has come with some of its downfalls and its struggles. Um, what are some of the, the speed bumps that you've come across in organizing these events? Any trouble with law enforcement or um, any other outside influence like that? Um, actually, at each event I've organized so far, uh, different members of law enforcement have actually joined the event as patriots. That's something, you know, obviously we kind of, we know that we back the blue, uh, well, the blue that do the right things. And, uh, you know, they, they show up, they show up to our events. Um, and also like speaking of like, I don't know, like speed bumps would be like, there's, there's people out there that try to make people scared. And like, there's people out there that want to make you scared of meeting up in public with people. They want to make you scared of, um, what if like Antifa is going to show up? They want to make you scared. Um, what if Enoch's a fed and he's trying to get you on a list? You know, those are some of the speed bumps, but I, if I've worked through it, like I said, this is actually going to be my fourth or fifth year facing events like this. And hasn't been any trouble. There hasn't been any trouble so far. And that's a cold hard fact right there a lot of negativity comes out from the shills in the community that want to try to stop people from being able to just enjoy their time they, they push a basis of fear and that is kind of how the cookie crumbles it goes with the territory you want to organize just get people together to have a good time you're always going to have that one troll in your comment section or wherever you're trying to promote it that oh don't do it because of the what if don't do it because of this because of that whatever and so take that to note america those people that are speaking negativity into the atmosphere are not trying to do anything good for anybody else but themselves um there's never been any issues whatsoever and i have been party to an offense where you've organized that you've actually had law enforcement give uh protective escorts and to keep away the antifas and those that would have nefarious intent and organizing with uh, local law enforcement in the area to let everybody know what's going on and what you're doing um, to make sure that those events are safe. So to all the shills and trolls in the comments section, kiss our ass. It's been a blast. Yeah, I'm I'm not a, you know, I might not be, I might be an idiot some things, but I'm not an idiot when it comes down to respecting people's safety. You know, it comes down to me worrying about my own safety too. Um, you know, I have friends in real life that worry about what I do. Uh, and it's, it's kind of like, I, I don't care. I don't care about myself. When, when people talk about how they, they, someone has to lead by example, you know, like someone has to organize events. Someone has to put their skin in, in the game. Someone has to put their, uh, <laughs> face out there. Like I, I attend these events. It's not like, uh. It's not like I organize these things and like don't show up or something. Um, it's not like I'm profiting off this. Something I do every day of the year is the, is the news blast. Um, I take all the donations I get for doing the nose blast, the nose blast, the news blast. <laughs> I put it directly into organizing these mega Palooza events. So it's because of support from the Patriots, I actually get to organize these events for Patriots. What they do help out with and what they give, it goes directly right back to them and helping to push our movement forward and also to help bring us together. An event that you said you have coming up in July, you wanna give us the details on that one? 
All right, so it's it's the Megapalooza National Patriot Campout, the national version of this year's Megapalooza I'm holding up here in Michigan. It's in Nuevo County, and it's uh, going to be held the weekend of July 21st through the 23rd. I have uh, an email to contact if anybody would like to reserve a campsite at the campground, which RVs are welcome at. Um, and the uh, email is megapalooza23 at proton.me megapalooza23 at proton.me and if you're interested in reserving a campsite uh, we'll get back to you and give you the information you need that's great to hear you want to do a wonderful camping trip folks i definitely recommend it uh you'll never be the same for it and you're gonna make a lot of new friends and uh, see a whole different side of of this beautiful countryside in Michigan, especially up in Nuevo County. That's a beautiful territory. Um, I've actually been working up there for the last several months, as you know, because I've poked my head over your place a couple times. With your news blast, um, I have to commend, by the way, you put out daily news headlines of what might be missed by the mainstream, mainstream propaganda media, and you compile it all into what essentially is a meme. And uh, it's extremely useful. People can share it and uh, it gives them a chance to see what's been going on and if there's anything that they find interest in to uh, do some research on their own and find the details of that particular story. Uh, you want to give us a little insight, share a little bit of how all that started? Well, again, this goes back to being an anon on the board. Um, and anybody's familiar, I'm sure some of your listeners are anons and they're familiar with the Chan boards and they understand the concept of what the notables are. Um, well, when uh, Kiwa started posting and uh, linking to different tweets on Twitter, um, that's when I decided to make a Twitter account. Um, and it was like, what am I going to do with my Twitter account? Um, and following through the Q post, keep keep as you're aware, keeping up with the news as it happens was very important. <clears throat> news unlocks the map, we were told so many times. So what I did is... I started tracking the news headlines, like how notables were tracked on the boards. So each, each, and a little bit about how uh, we're old enough to remember newspapers. And you'd uh, wake up in the morning, get your newspaper, and all the news in the newspaper that you read in the morning was all news that happened the previous day. So what the news blast, in essence, is is a combination of old school scanning the newspaper for headlines, but also the notables on the chan boards. Um, what I do is I just go through and I collect what I consider to be notable news headlines from the previous day and then I make them into an image. Um, like you said, like a meme, which is uh, easily shared. I don't include links. I don't include a narrative. And that way the readers or researchers themselves can read the headline and be like, I w- if they want to find out more about that, they can go to whatever source they want to find, whatever they're comfortable with to find more, more news about that subject. I've been doing that for over five years now. Now, on the topic of Q, uh, you have been highlighted by uh, Q and on the on the boards because of it. It's over 30 times. Because so, sometimes it was responding to me on the board. Sometimes it was Q using a graphic I made. Sometimes it was linking to a tweet. Um, I know a lot of people would be like, well, you don't remember the exact number. It's like after the third time, it wasn't about me anymore. And I was just... I just kind of kind of lost track of the number, but it's well, it's well over 30 times. Taking the information that um, you had learned while on the boards during the whole era of Q, uh, what are your thoughts on it now? I, 
actually, if anybody that follows my accounts knows I don't really don't post much about it. Um, I feel like it was a training exercise, uh, at least for me. It trained me how to, to and read the news and actually see what was really going on. Um, and I understand like this might be controversial, but I don't think we really even need a cue anymore. And it's as long as we take what we learned through the process and move forward, like I said, um, it was because of Q to take the oath campaign took off. It was because of Q I came out from being an anon to going to Twitter. It was because of Q that got me to start organizing in real life. Um, and you got a lot of naysayers out there that think Q, this whole Q thing is just like sitting back and not doing anything. And I'm, I'm a prime example of how that's absolutely not true. I feel like I was trained through the Q post to do exactly what it is I'm doing now, which is tracking the news, organizing patriots in real life, letting them decide their own narrative, letting the patriots decide their own narrative. Like, I don't necessarily go out and tell people, like, Megapalooza is about um, about Trump, or Megapalooza is about uh, the election, or Mega, Megapalooza is about exposing COVID truth. You know, like, it's, it's really just about getting patriots together and letting them decide what's important to them. Because when you get a group of people together, there's no way around finding out what's important to them. Now, you talk about being familiar with the boards, uh, 8chan, well, 8coon now, and 4chan. Uh, the owner of 8coon is Jim Watkins. And, you know, we focus a lot on January 6th here. He was brought in for questioning with uh, a congressional committee for the second time, actually. And uh, recently, the transcripts were released um, regarding his deposition from the, uh, the government. And uh, you were mentioned in those transcripts. Would you like to enlighten us on that? Kind of give us some insight as to what was going on there? I, when I first like came out to start uh, like promoting Megapalooza, kind of like what I'm doing with you right now, where I was just like, I would like to, if anybody has a show or a podcast, I'd like to come on. Um, when I first did that, Jim Watkins and Praying Medic were the only two really people that stepped up. Um, and so I did two weeks back to back. I did shows with... Uh, interviews with Jim Watkins and that's what the the J6 committee was asking uh, Jim in the transcripts um, because they had heard that that organized patriots in real life um, and they were asking him questions about that and you gotta love Jim because like Jim's just like yeah he throws a great mega party um, so that's in the that's in the J6 transcripts now <laughs> That's it. It's official. Government sanctioned. You throw a great party. And I could definitely attest to that one for sure. When you saw that you were in the transcripts, how did that make you feel when you first saw that? I was scared. Uh, I won't lie. Like, that's a. Like, when you. Like, I know I'm doing something because I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, the gravity of it kind of sits in, sinks in. Like, when you're able to tell someone that uh, the Congress is asking people about you. Um, that's really not a good feeling, especially when it's coming from the J6 committee. Yeah, it felt as if you had a uh, target painted on your back at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whenever I first saw my face on the FBI's most wanted list, um, I tried to be funny and make light of the situation because my wife is the one that informed me and she was freaking out. And uh, I was silent and she said, um, are you going to say anything? And I answered with, well, kind of weird feeling because i thought it would be nice to be wanted but apparently not i mean your your situation's way different 
Um, yeah. you, you have way more skin in the game than I do. Uh, I'll be praying for you, by the way. You got your hearing coming up, right? Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be headed back to court here shortly. I just fired my public defender and hired a actual attorney. It goes by the name of John Pierce. He is uh, Kyle Rittenhouse's first attorney, uh, the one that got him out of jail uh, the first time to get ready for trial. And so it's, it's going to get a little spicy in that courtroom. And uh, I think the federal government has underestimated how stubborn I am. So it should be fun. Going to have a few kecks along the way, if anything. You have been a staunch promoter of everything that's been positive in our movement, everything that is nonviolent and have been uh, sort of a pillar in that aspect of trying to keep patriots that can be a little childish and emotional at times uh, focused on what is necessary and what is correct and to not feed into the obviously baited conversations that are thrown at us in the comment sections by, you know, whoever, possibly feds, possibly just paid trolls or just the uh, occasional asshole here and there. And uh, for that, I got to give you a hat tip, bud, because you have been laser focused on um, on the end game from, from day one. And for that, uh, it is definitely appreciated. Where do you see uh, the direction of our movement? What do you think is best for us to focus on in the future? Well, I, th I think we're doing it. It just takes time. Um, and what I mean by we're doing it is like, Patriots in the communities are all stepping up now to become part of their communities, to be involved in their communities. And I think that was the, one of the big problems with the 2020 election is that any, any way we tried to fight um, the results of that, we didn't have Patriots in the right places. So moving forward, if we keep on putting or getting, you know, Patriots to step up to get involved in their communities. I mean, we're already seeing it with different school boards, uh, different sheriffs. Uh, on the local level, I'm talking about on the local level. Um, I think this is what moves us forward. I, like, obviously, I'm not a fortune teller, but things will be different in the future if we have patriots in the right places. And you um, were focused on trying to help organize patriots locally, nationwide, with a, uh, a program that you started called the. I called it the Green Dragon Project or Green Dragon Green. Workline. Is that still active? Uh, what, is, what has happened with it? Well, it was it was something that was strictly based on Telegram because I was banned from anywhere else that would allow me to make groups. Um, but what it was is I just created uh, a different group for each state and um, encouraged them to talk about what was for people to join group for their state and then to talk about what was important for them locally, whether it's local elections or local ordinances or local school boards. Um, obviously, uh, being kind of limited uh, with Telegram, uh, it didn't, not, not every state grew to what I uh, was expecting, but out of the, out of, you know, all these states, um, 28 of the states have flourished. Um, so much so that they've they've organized their own meetups. Um, they're you know getting organized in their own community. They're doing their own meetups, and some of the states have even have sub branches now um, because of how large their state is. Um, an example would be like Texas and uh, Florida. Um, they there's multiple Green Dragon groups now in those states, and I called it the Green Dragon Project because uh, our forefathers met at the Green Dragon Tavern in Boston, uh, pre-1776. Uh, 
And they would meet up locally to, at their tavern to talk about what was important to them locally. Um, and that inspired me to, you know, reach out and try to bring that um, aspect to people. Because, Pi, there's so many people in our community that um, don't have patriots, like, in their everyday life. Uh, and that's why I find me, all these different ways to meet up, to meet, getting patriots to meet up in real life. That's why I find that important. Like, it's not, I might not be, I don't, I might not have like a central theme where I'm like, where I tell people, this is what you need to worry about. I just want to worry about getting people together, like, and let them decide what's important to them locally. Um, Because that's, goes back to getting patriots in places, um, in the right places for when we, when we need them, Um, we'll have patriots there. And that's a historic throwback to the uh, Sons of Liberty meeting to um, decide how to, conflict the abject tyranny from the British government in their in their local community. Um, so definitely a cool name. I, I enjoy that. I, I appreciate the history of those that are willing to speak up in defense of freedom and uh, Sons of Liberty. Their story leads into the, the Boston Tea Party and the rest is, is literally history. Um, so kudos to you on that one. I'm glad to hear that it's still going. Um, so it's not only in the United States, though, if I understand that correctly, haven't you had um, other countries actually get involved in the Green Dragon Project as well? Can you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> the Actually, the largest Green Dragon realm is the Japan Green Dragon. Um, there is such a hunger for, there's such a hunger for, like, patriotism um, in Japan that I don't really understand it myself, but... They're some of my largest supporters, whether it was back when I was on Twitter or what I'm doing now with the Green Dragon Project. Um, They were meeting up before, um, and they took on the moniker of the Green Dragon. uh, And I'm really honored about that. So, like, that's why I called it the Green Dragon Worldwide Project, is because I really wanted to include Canada, Australia, um, and other countries, Great Britain. Um, but out of the countries I did create, which I did create those other countries, um, Japan flourished and it is the largest Green Dragon uh, telegram group that, that I have. And I still see the, a lot of them active. Uh, a, a mutual friend of ours goes by the name of Ari. She has uh, definitely ran to the forefront of all of that in organizing and um, you know, a lot of her followers uh, all belong to what is called the QMAP Japan Flynn army here that she's absolutely amazing a true sweetheart and they all wear their patriotism on their sleeve there is as you say uh, definitely a hunger for uh, national independence and uh, ind- individual sovereignty uh, in that nation and you gave them a way to uh, facilitate that amongst themselves to be able to gather and, and speak uh, so that's that's truly a great thing other than uh, the Magapalooza coming up in July, uh, any future endeavors, any anything going on that you have planned? Through fundraising for Magapalooza this year, um, at Magapalooza, you know, I have like uh, people donate prizes for a raffle and etc. And I put whatever I make through that. I split it with the campground, and the the other half I goes back to the news blast. And through that, then I can organize other events. Um, which I'm looking to organize another Megapalooza for later in the year down in the, I think, uh, New Mexico, Nevada area. But that's not official yet. I kind of got to see where my funding goes after July. I do have a Patriot that ran for, <laughs> that ran for governor 
uh, or a, a Congress district down there uh, that's will that's willing to step up and help me organize uh, Omega Palooza uh, for their for her area. And I'm definitely I, I'm going to take advantage of that. That's like I said, that's how it happened in Florida last year. I I had my Michigan my national meetup in Michigan, and whatever I have left after that um, goes into trying to help someone else organizing an event near them because a lot of people want to attend these events but you know they you know someone from florida doesn't necessarily want to come all the way up camping um you know i, I don't blame them um we do have at, at all my mega paloozas that i've had so far out of state people have outnumbered the people from in the state that that they're held in so these really are national events with your your meetups and the ways to organize patriots and to get everybody together kind of on the same page to be beating at the same drum is truly commendable and your activities out in the community with the news blast uh bringing together no you know the news real news no bullshit as you say um and also with your activities online of, of pushing truth and helping to fight these narratives that are being shoved down our throat on a daily basis um, you have definitely been a, a very busy, busy person. And on top of this, um, I also know that you operate uh, a couple different chat rooms. Uh, one in Gilded, you used to be on Discord, but that uh, server got nuked. And then um, also on Telegram. Um, where else can our uh, viewers find you? Well, I am uh, at E-L-E-N-O-C-H-L-E on true social um i'm also on gab at that but i only post the news blast there now um i'm also the same at on clout hub but i only post the news blast there um i interact with people mostly on true social right now and uh i understand not everyone around the world can get on true social and there's also it's it's a really clunky platform um, so you're, you're not, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass and say true social is a great platform, but it, it is where I interact the most, um, until I possibly get my Twitter account back, which I'm still crossing my fingers for that'll happen at some point. Yeah. Hopefully true social can, uh, put his big boy pants on and, and be able to do what it is. The rest of our Patriots want it to be able to do, which is to be able to hold up a competitive arm towards the other big tech uh companies such as facebook twitter and uh you know the ones that are constantly censoring us which you know elon bringing into twitter is definitely made a huge change uh what are your what are your thoughts on that with elon coming in and taking over um i have a big problem with people saying they're going to do something and not doing it uh and i'm starting to feel that way with elon uh with twitter i mean he promised all the suspended accounts amnesty and hasn't followed through on that he promised, uh, you know, the Fauci files hasn't followed through on that. It's a lot. Some sometimes I feel like it's a lot of talk, but I think it is a better direction than what it was. And I have seen certain anons getting their accounts back through the appeals process. Uh, it's just um, I don't. I'm not holding out hope. It would be great for me, Pi, just because like that's where I had my largest following. I had a following of 180,000. Um, over on Twitter and as someone who organizes organizes events in real life, um, how can I not want that platform back to organize? I feel like it would be help me organize a little better. Yeah, losing the uh, ability to, to DM and losing a majority of your contacts uh, 
you know, we were both actually banned from Twitter whenever Trump was kicked off back in 2021, um, January 8th, I believe, if my memory serves correctly. And uh, you have created a new account for your News Blast over there, uh, but you have not received your old account back, correct? The News Blast has an account over there, yes. I don't have, my account's banned, but the News Blast has an account over there. And that's at News Blast 17. Yeah, it's sort of the same boat that I'm in. Um, my account was banned, my personal account, but I created an account for Sing for Freedom, which is at J6 Sing for Freedom, uh, Sing the number four freedom there. Um, so that way we can, you know, push the Sing for Freedom campaign and uh, show a little hope, love, and encouragement, solidarity for our January 6th inmates, defendants, and their families. And uh, I can't thank you enough because you've been a, a dear friend and has helped to promote the Sing for Freedom campaign and uh, has been a supporter in all of my endeavors um, for a long time, even long before January 6th. And uh, partially how I was able to put together this podcast is from everything that you've helped me getting up to to this point. So definitely appreciate it and hopefully yeah elon will live up to his end of the bargain and allow us to bring our accounts back because i got some really sick memes on my old account that i would like to get back and uh amongst many other things where i was in in contact with so many so many quote-unquote celebrities through my twitter account that um supported us and what we're doing um and I kind of feel like that might be a big reason why a lot of us have been shut down is because we were so effective with what we were doing over there. For those that are looking for News Blast, um, many of you may recognize it from YouTube, which is, um, from what I understand, your longest running platform. And uh, Yeah, isn't that strange? Right. You know, Sensor Hub itself, but, you know, you're just putting out news headlines and... Uh, a lady that goes by the name of uh, Miss Dragon is actually the voice of the News Blast um, and has been doing it for several years. Um, how did how did that come about? Well, I had wanted when I when I started the News Blast, um, I started getting complaints from I'm just going to be honest. I started getting complaints from older people that said they had trouble reading it, um, reading the meme or whatever. Um, and so it got me thinking, like. Well, what if, what if I held a contest um, for people? Because uh, I I don't have the time. Like I, in order for me to keep doing what I'm doing, I have to keep doing what I'm doing. I can't start all these other projects and take away from it. So I was looking for someone that would a YouTube channel where they would just read the news blast. Um, and so I kind of held a contest contest, and uh, I chose Miss Dragon. Uh, as the winner of that contest. So ever since then, um, she takes my news blast and she reads it. Uh, and it, we call it's uh, called NBR News Blast Readings on YouTube. It's a play on words with NPR because she kind of has that um, really mellow voice like you hear on NPR. Um, but yeah, that has been the longest running, the continuously posted news blast because obviously i've got i've been canceled from uh twitter uh discord bounced me twice and those are my two original places i was posting um but twitter's still up and running uh miss reagan's doing a great job doing that and um if anyone that doesn't you know has trouble reading the image of the news blast 
they can find it posted at NBR NBR News Blast readings over on YouTube every day. That's actually where I first came across you was uh, the the YouTube, and it was um, something that I just found extremely useful. Uh, I would be driving to work and I would listen to the headlines, and then it would give me uh, you know kind of an insight of what what I missed in the news from the day before. And I've noticed in your comment because I, I do mod. Um, for some of your rooms that people keep popping out complaining that stuff is old news you know all that was two days ago or that was three days ago uh what do you have to to say to that well i you'd be surprised at how much the old news uh doesn't get covered until like four or five days later um i just recently went through this with uh the ohio train derailment um I had literally covered it four times in my news blast pie before it got picked up as national news. Like it wasn't days like after the event until like everyone started talking about it. And someone's just like, why didn't you put that in the news blast? And I'll be like, I literally did. It's been, I had different, four different stories in my news blast about that. And every, every news blast is technically a day old because it covers the previous day's news. Um, so I don't really know what to say about that. Besides, even though I'm a day behind, somehow I'm still miles ahead. And plus, you take the time to verify the news before you put it on the news blast, right? Yeah, that's also something that people yell at me about, too, because I'm a, I'm a bit anal about that. Very analytical. I want to be able to verify it's actually news. And, and not everything that the news covers every day is something I put in the news blast because... You know, obviously we have fake news. We have something that I've called make news, which is when the mainstream media decides that something is news that day, even though that's not news that day. But that day that happened that make them push that narrative. It's narrative driven news, make news. And then there's also not news. Like when there's like, um, an example would be like, um, uh, potential charges to be brought up against so-and-so. That's not news. Like, I'll put that in the news blast when charges are brought up against so-and-so. But to say, like, you know, uh, potential news to me or not news isn't something that makes the news blast either. So they're actually asked I verify everything and I kind of cut out all the bullshit. Real news, no bullshit. That's it. Now, you mentioned the, uh, the train derailment here in Ohio. Um, that actually is in my backyard, quite literally. I have... Uh, you know, where I'm living is, is anywhere between 14 to 17 miles to the actual train crash um, in East Palestine. You know, we've had some boots on the ground here locally to try to raise some money and help out the families. Uh, we were actually able to raise uh, close to $3,000 and donated it to a local church. Um, they have a, an emergency relief fund for folks that are, that are struggling down there, as well as the uh, local fire department, because they had to be first on scene and front lines of uh you know taking care of that entire situation some some family funds down in that direction when trump came into town we understood that there were going to be a lot of folks coming from outside of the community you know people that just wanted to see the the former president and so uh one of our sponsors is makehoneygreatagain.com and uh todd gearhart the owner of the company donated 800 bottles of honey for us to go and sell in East Palestine uh, to all of the folks coming from the outside. And he donated 100% of 
of the profits uh, to raise that money for the the local church, the fire department, and, and families that were in need down there. And so, <clears throat> for you covering the news uh, in the news blast, covering the Ohio derailment long before the national news even cared enough to pick it up, uh, that means a lot, especially to folks in this area, because it seemed like, and it still does, it seems like nobody in the mainstream tends to give a shit. It's, uh, it's, it was a blip in the news and now it's over and now they're moving on to the next flashy thing that distracts us from everything else going on. Well, it was news, Pi. That was news. And like I said, it, was, it wasn't even just like, just the derailment itself. It was the derailment one day and then the burning the next day and then a couple days later, the quote unquote controlled burn. And then it was, it was something else that happened. Uh, it was it literally it was like span of like nine days before uh, mainstream media even started covering it. And honestly, Pi, I don't think it would even got much coverage if it if it wasn't something like um, our side just decided that this is what everyone needs to talk about. You know, sometimes you know sometimes driving a narrative does work, and that was one of those cases that I definitely seen that work in real time. Just goes to show that the people's voice has power. And that's something that we push on this platform quite a bit. And that's why the uh, the powers that be are constantly trying to silence us because we can direct a narrative. We decide what is important in this nation and bringing unity, getting people together to organize and to talk about what is important locally to them. Um, <clears throat> that makes a huge difference. And so the service that you've been providing and the support that you've been showing all of our J6ers and uh, everything that I've done in my endeavors is, is definitely appreciated, sir. So um, you have been a, a rock star and you keep pushing forward and doing everything that everything that you've been doing. Uh, you've stayed consistent from day one. Is there any way that folks can uh, help you and continue in your endeavors? I don't have a lot of support from a, a lot of the large influencers in our community because I am outspoken. So just sharing the news blast is really important to me. Um, just, I, I, I don't need to know that anyone shared it. Just like, just sharing the news blast. If you find, if you, anywhere where you find me, um, you'll see every once in a while I'll post a, a donations link. I only do it a couple times a month. I don't do it that much. But um, any donations to the news blast gets put forward to uh, organizing in real life Patriot events. So I guess that's all, that's, that's all I could ask. And that's it, folks. You can get involved and, uh, you know, buy them a coffee, send them uh, a little bit, help keep these organizations uh, or organized events, excuse me, to help keep these organized events going. You know, every little bit goes a long way. And if you haven't checked out the news blast, I definitely recommend it because one of the complaint I hear from a lot of folks is they tell me all the time, well, I don't really have all that enough time to uh, research or look into what's actually going on. Um, and the news blast is a quick way to get caught up on the news to see what is actually going on. And it doesn't take much more than to just read a quick image. And if anything piques your interest, then you can dig into it further from there on your own. And uh, the fact that you don't give a narrative, you just verify the news, put out what is out there and uh, give them the chance to research on their own. You know, it does them a great service because too many people want to be spoon-fed nowadays and that is something that you've been combating and uh, I, I recognize that and I hope others can recognize that as well. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our audience before we go ahead and wrap this up? I know you said you had an hour. We're cutting. No, I'm making uh, making a great dinner tonight is all. I'm having some, doing some chicken breast and some 
uh, fried uh, Brussels sprouts. Um, just looking forward to having a good dinner. I love food. <laughs> That's it. I have not become a well-rounded citizen by skipping meals myself, sir. So a good dinner is something I can certainly appreciate. Oh, uh, I do have one last question for you. And uh, this is kind of an inside joke, but also for, uh, for old time's sake, I want to know what is in your pocket, sir? Um, I have three packs of top fine rolling papers um, that I picked up at the store today. Um, I'm taking them out of my pocket. I don't need them in there anymore. Um, what else do I got? Some pocket lint. My government ID. Um, some cash. And a Myers receipt. <laughs> Beautiful. And the, the rolling papers, um, you work in the medical marijuana industry and you also roll your own cigarettes. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, God bless Michigan for that one. Um, <clears throat> how has uh, things been going on that front for this season? It's uh, it's about time to, if you start seeds, it's about time to get them started inside. But I don't do that. Um, all my stuff comes from clones, so I got I got time to I I got time to wait. So the, really, this is the deadest time of the year. Yeah, you uh, you work in the. the the genetic side of things, right? The crossbreedings and uh, making different hybrids and testing different strains? Um, yeah, I do uh, experimental. Uh, I test for, I test experimental genes to make sure they're stable. Because um, anybody can crossbreed one thing with another, um, but it takes generations of growing that plant to make sure that it's a stable. Uh, the gene genetics are stable. I'm on the experimental side of things. I'm really lucky to find my niche with doing that, but that's exactly what I do. That is a beautiful profession, sir. There was um, a great history in this nation of uh, growing hemp and cannabis and its benefits through, you know, whether it be fabrics, ropes, uh, you know, medicinal as well as recreational. And so you have been helping to keep that history in our country alive and the history of standing up for freedom, the history of everything that our founding fathers have promoted since our country's inception. And so kudos to you, sir. You are a true patriot and uh, I'm honored to call you friend. I certainly appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story. Hopefully we can get a lot of folks coming out into Magapalooza at the end of July. You want to, um, repeat the dates and the email that they can reach out to you uh, in regards to the camp out meetup this year one last time yeah oh ampi this one's turning looking like it's gonna be the biggest one yet i think i'm actually gonna fill this whole campground up this year which has been one of my goals um since doing this um it's uh the weekend of july 21st through 23rd uh nuevo county michigan um it's a campground so like you it's camping, you know, it's not necessarily uh, something everyone can take part in, but if you're down with camping, you're down with hanging out with Patriots for the weekend, maybe you have one of those cool toys like an RV or a trailer. Um, there's electrical hookups and campsites like that at the camp at the campground. Um, and if you would like to have information on how you can reserve your campsite, all you need to do is email uh, megapalooza23 at proton.me. 
Megapalooza23 at Proton.me. Yes. Sounds like a blast, sir. And I'll tell you now, if I'm going to be in the area, because I do tend to work in Michigan quite a bit, I'm going to be reserving a spot. I don't have any cool toys like an RV, but I have a tent and a love of nation. So that is pretty much all I'm going to need. That and I know how to bring toilet paper. Um, have you guys uh, rented porta potties for this year yet, or have you gotten that far with it? I'm about at 50% of my fundraising, but I have obviously July is many months away. So I think I'm ahead of schedule with my fundraising. Sounds like a blast, brother. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough, sir. We appreciate having you on, and uh, we look forward to uh, hearing from you again in the future and uh, keeping an eye out for the news blast. That's a, a daily staple in my life. That's how I get a lot of the headlines outside of January 6th related events. So thank you. All right. Love you. Bye. Hey, don't forget, folks, to check out the description box for the links and references that you would need. Also, you can find the links to all of our sponsors down there to help keep the Sing for Freedom dream alive, keep this podcast running, and uh, help me in my fight for true justice for our January 6th inmates, defendants, and their families. And also help me in my own case. You know, I'm facing 30 years and I can't do it alone, even though I didn't go in the building, which still blows my mind. But that's the America that we're dealt with right now. MammothNation.com MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com and P2PPrinting.com are our sponsors. Mammoth Nation uh, goes up against Amazon and make sure to support patriotic veteran-owned businesses. Use the promo code of FreedomJ6. That's Freedom, the letter J, the number 6, for a 30% discount. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Use the promo code FREEDOM. And that's how they know that I'm the one that sent you, and it helps us keep things going. And then P2P Printing, look under the Pi Anon tab, P-I-A-N-O-N, Pi Anon, because that's the name I go by online. And you can get all the Sing for Freedom gear, merchandise that your heart can desire, help make patriotism sexy again. I also want to remind everybody that in the description box, you can find a link to drop us a voice message. You want to do your national anthem for Sing for Freedom by audio only, send us a voice message. You want to send a message to the J6ers, you can do it that way as well. And also don't forget to check out our website of Sing, the number four, freedom.us, singforfreedom.us. It's not a .com because I'm not a company. It's not .org because, well, I'm not very organized, but I am an American. So singforfreedom.us. It's the central hub of ways that you can get involved, help out our January 6th defendants with their give, send, goes. I have a very extensive list on the site, and it goes directly to them. We don't touch a penny. Uh, my give, send, go is on there as well. So if you feel so inclined to help me out in this fight to pay for a very expensive lawyer, um, you just find my name, Joseph Thomas, in the list. And uh, it's all deeply appreciated because all of us have limited resources. The federal government, which is destroying our lives, have unlimited resources because as good citizens, we pay our taxes. So check out the website, singforfreedom.us. There's ways that you can get involved in all the different groups 
Plus, you can see the videos the Patriots submit for Sing for Freedom of them singing the anthem. Looking forward to going to Magapalooza. Oh, man, it's a party that I definitely don't want to miss. And unfortunately, I was grounded by my Uncle Sam, so I've had to miss the first two. But that's going to change because we are going to make change here in this country and bring freedom back. I want to remind you our sponsors and are very thankful for their patronage and supporting our cause and our program here of MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. The bottles look like Donald Trump, which is hilarious, and it's pure, raw, American-made honey. One pound bottle, and it all goes towards a good cause and helping fight for true justice in this country. MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Use promo code FREEDOM. That way they know that we're the ones that sent you and it goes to help us out quite a bit. Also, the next sponsor is Mammoth Nation. They are a patriotic, all-American, veteran-owned business-supporting powerhouse taking on Amazon and Chinese-made products head-on in a way that only that could be done with the strength of a mammoth. MammothNation.com. Use the uh, discount code of freedom j6 that's freedom the letter j and the number six freedom j6 will give you a 30 percent discount that's huge folks buy american for americans and they promote veteran owned companies and they're all vetted and patriotic and make sure that it doesn't help push the leftist narrative or any chinese world economic forum american hating companies Put your money and vote where to good use and vote with the big dollar by going to mammothnation.com. Discount code FREEDOMJ6 will get you a 30% discount because you deserve it and our country is worth it. This next guest we have is a lady that, I man, it just tears my heart. To know her story, watching the videos of uh, her interactions with the Capitol Police and Metro Police uh, on January 6th that day, just gut-wrenching. Um, warning, folks, if you come across the footage of our next guest, it is graphic and it is brutal. But she has a great heart, an amazing soul, and a fighting spirit that is inspirational and should be looked up at by the rest of this country for her efforts to bring forth truth despite the vicious, vicious assault that she received that day. We have Miss Victoria White. All right, everybody, I'm here with Victoria White, a true warrior for our movement, a fellow J6er who many of you might have heard her story. And if you have, you've probably lost a few nights sleep. But if you have not, you are about to have your socks rocked right off because she has a story that is not only going to tug at your heartstrings, but probably piss you off in the process. It is a true honor to have you here, Miss White. And I cannot thank you enough uh, to have somebody that has been out front and yelling to try to help our fellow J6ers as well as fighting your own case along the whole way. Uh, here with us and so thank you very much hopefully life has been treating you well these last couple months 
thank you for having me and um thank you for um speaking out and yelling and and trying to help uh your the, the j6ers and um uh it's like i said an honor for me to be here i've followed you um back uh for i think it's been about a year um uh on youtube so the honor's all mine so thank you um the month has been okay <laughs> i guess not the best to be honest but i appreciate your kind words i'm glad to have you but um for those that are not part of the cool kids club to know exactly who you are who is victoria white actually uh i'm the youngest of 14 um all by the same mom and dad and i i wasn't raised by my parents though i was raised by my oldest sister and um lived a pretty average i guess you could say kind of life in the sense that you know we're we're poor at the beginning and um <clears throat> middle class uh growing up um I wasn't the best, uh, you know, teenager and young adult. I made some bad choices and whatnot. And, you know, um, so I've been arrested before. I always tell people that. I always put that out there. I am, uh, I grew up in Rochester, Minnesota, pretty much. Uh, I, I, I love rap, hip hop, uh, R&B. That's, that's my genre that's the 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 kind of um music and 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 things i grew up listening to um all my friends were pretty much everything like um from cambodian uh vietnamese laos uh african-american hispanic latino um so you know i had a very uh diversified you know um you know life which is good I love it I, I love different cultures and um, different people and backgrounds and um, I am a single mom of four beautiful smart um, daughters all my daughters are all mixed so yeah I guess you know I uh, stay at home mom uh, homeschool homeschooled my girls now going on seven years um, so yeah it's kind of my background Wow, four girls. You must have the patience of a saint. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're really amazing girls. Um, you know. Uh, so, I I admit they they have their moments, their days, but um, I definitely know what that's like. So. Well, I I can certainly relate, and uh, I I certainly not only feel your your slight pain but also the understand that the blessings and cherish that come with having children i have four kids myself and two Aww. boys two girls uh so needless to say i can never have nice things because they always break them but uh <laughs> yeah my oldest is 20 uh then i have 18 12 and 9 and uh yeah it's it's a blessing and i tell my wife every day my kids are the reason i wake up in the morning but then I follow mm -hmm. that up with, but they're also the reason I lose sleep every night. So, <laughs> exactly, amen. Wow, That's and your it. children are close in age, like my my children are. Uh, my oldest will be twenty here in a few weeks, and then I have a seventeen-year-old, a um, sixteen, and my youngest is fifteen. Nice. Well, well done, Mama. Um, Thank you. 
so now that we we know a little bit of background on yourself mm-hmm. what got you into caring about politics what what made you come down to january 6th not necessarily the capital but just the the rally the the, the event itself sure um so i've always been in conservative the very first time I could vote in 2000 I uh, voted for Bush but you know I did I didn't talk about politics it wasn't anything you know that was like that really you know I just voted the way I voted and that was it uh, the majority of my friends you know either didn't vote or um, they're liberal um, or some conservative too I'm sure but um, it just wasn't something we talked about I made that choice to get actively involved in politics in um, 2020. Uh, Like I said, I'm the youngest of 14. The brother I was um, really close to um, and decided, you know, he took his life uh, because of the lockdowns. Um, He was a welder for 27 years. He had um, he had a farm. Um, He was a good man. Um, he took his life and so it's, it's hard enough when you lose anybody, uh, but it's even harder, um, you know, when you can't properly mourn because here in, in, in Minnesota, they were super strict. Uh, I couldn't like my family, my other siblings were scared to come over and you can't hug anyone. And I remember one of my brothers had, you know, he, it was really, uh, hitting me hard. One of my brothers had brought me some flowers and just set them on the outside front doorstep. And I couldn't help. I couldn't, I was like, forget that. Uh, I I ran down the front hill and I just, I just ran and I hugged him and I, I, I wailed and I cried and just like, I, I couldn't let him go. I was shaking. I, I, it was it was so horrible to have to go through mourning loss of a loved one alone. It, it, we couldn't have a funeral, um, it, and just people were masking up. And I was just I was I was, you know, I'm like I, that's enough. Uh, if a Democrat gets in there, it, you know, if I just thought that they're going to take advantage of the situation. Um, and I looked at Trump is, even though, yes, he was the one that, you know, at, the, at that time that said lockdown, but our state was worse than other states. Um, Minnesota was like, it, it was horrible. So you could tell the difference between, you know, a conservative politicians or conservative state versus a liberal state. And and I, I told myself that I would do, I would I, I decided to join the Trump uh, campaign uh, here locally and knocked on doors, did phone calls, and um, that's the beginning of my being politically active. I did attend a Trump rally in 2018, uh, but 2020 changed everything. Well, I'm very sorry to hear of your loss, and I cannot... Thank you. I mean, I can only imagine... Um, the heartbreak of having to deal with the loss of a, a loved one as close as your brother in complete isolation. Um, that I think is a crime against humanity. What they did 
uh, with the lockdowns of isolating people and making others feel afraid to have any sort of human contact uh, to be able to relay any type of compassion or people need to have contact with one another and yep. you know when they started locking down the healthy uh, that that was a huge <laughs> red flag for a lot of people and so yeah our heart goes out to you with that one I, I can only imagine what that would feel like so we're sorry thank you moving on to that day January 6th I know that this has probably changed your life even more than um, many others could completely comprehend and I understand that it's uh, it's, it's basically been your focus uh, since then did you attend Trump's rally down at the White House ellipse I did I did what was the rally like? What was the atmosphere down there at the White House Lips when you guys arrived? Uh, it was amazing. It, it was probably like that part would seem like a, a, a whole different like memory in and of itself because it was nothing like what when you hear January 6th now. Uh, the camaraderie in the crowd um, from when yeah. I was there was was overwhelming um it seemed like a giant family reunion even though exactly. we didn't know anybody there uh, we were all one big family because we were all united under one banner of freedom you know it was a, a sea of red white and blue and like you said yep. people were singing and happy and, and you know just glad to be there and, and showing love of nation and that's the same thing i hear from uh pretty much everybody that that we talked to that about the ellipse I assume you stayed for all of Trump's speech oh um, yeah of course yep right and so after uh, Trump gave his famous speech to peacefully and patriotically walk down to the Capitol um, I assume you started heading that direction um, kind of give us the story of, of the rest of that day and how January 6th played out for you. We were some of the last people to leave and uh, we just took our time kind of like so soaking it all in, um, you know, just like the buildings, the people. Um, my friend, she knows Pete Higseth and saw him in the street and they talked for a bit. It was really nice. Um, we didn't have cell service but like if we were lucky sometimes we would get we'd be able to like um real quick try to make a call but it's still you know or send one message but we could we did not have we couldn't get wi-fi like pretty much whatsoever um and as we're walking mind you the there's just there were no police saying don't go further there were no um, emergency, emergency messages on our phones at all whatsoever or anyone walking near us there was none of that all you see is massive people say so we noticed that people are going in this what looks like a, a an enclosed doorway that goes up to another level like a, it's it, they call it the upper west terrace we're like oh let's go up there you know it'll be safer anyways I happen to see uh, a, someone from Minnesota big tall guy you can't miss him 
I'm like, oh, and, you know, I happen to notice him up there. And then all of a sudden I hear, Antifa, Antifa. And um, everyone starts screaming Antifa. And I see this guy and he's attempting to smash out. He, well, he's hitting it with something uh, to smash out the Capitol window. And I'm like, in my mind to think, like, why is everyone just screaming it and no one's trying to stop him? So I don't give it a second thought. And I go and I run after the, I go run towards that guy to, to, to stop him. And right before I get to him, some guy does try to stop him. But then uh, these other guys pull that guy off. Just as I make it to this this guy that was trying to break out the window. So I pull him uh, like down. <laughs> and it's on video. And, and then I'm like, we don't do that. I say some other colorful words like we don't do this we don't do this and I'm like um, then other people are screaming at me like we're all on the same team and then people are like throw me in the window I don't know if they said it at that I'd have to rewatch the video but so everyone's screaming and yelling and besides the, the fact that this place just is continuing to get fuller and it's just so loud and you have people singing and you have all types of noise and all this stuff going on but I'm focused on like trying to and I'm like get him out of here get him the H out of here right and I'm like push him down and I'm like I'm like we don't do that we don't do that and as I'm doing that and I finally get that guy off that part that's right below the window that he was break, breaking an, another man and this is also in the video if you slow it down you watch uh, you see he gets into his backpack and pulls out the exact same type of like it looks like a billy club thing like, a, and he pulls it out of his backpack and he and as that's happening he's you know actually rubbing like pushing up from behind me and I go to turn around and this person goes to help that guy up to this ledge where the window is and I'm like, what? And then uh, they were like, no, he's not going to do nothing. And I'm like, I go to turn back the other way to look at to see where the guy is or something with the helmet. And then as I do that, that guy that they help pull up is now bashing the window. So I go and I turn around and I go to grab him. And as I do that, there's at least two guys that grab me. But I'm able to get my one hand free and I latch onto his backpack. So as these guys are pulling me off of the, in a way from that guy, I pull that guy down hard. Like I yank his backpack and him down. And then that's when I get really scared because I'm like, then this guy with a bullhorn comes is like, get her out of here. Get her out of here. And people are screaming, throw that old B.I. in the window. All this kind of stuff. A little little side note, like I, I, I'm, I had been in a domestically uh, severe, like when I say domestic abuse, like this man beat me like a man. Like uh, domestic, severely domestically, domestic abusive relationship for 10 years. And you get kind of in this 
fight or flight mode and then after like those guys had pulled had pulled me off of him and then everyone's like yelling and stuff and then I just focused my attention and toward I'm like I want to get up to where I saw the the guy from Minnesota the next level right so uh, I see this archway and I'm assuming it's just another uh, like thing like a staircase to go up to the next level so I start just moving that way and it the crowd is so like jam-packed by this time um, so I'm like okay I'm gonna go that way and then I'm yelling at some guy that they the these Edition hunter people named Pippi Lawn Stocking. Oh, yeah. And the two guys that tried to break out the Capitol window, they were on the FBI list, like, but then all of a sudden they, they're not on there anymore. And those guys have not been identified. They've not been arrested. They've not been named. And I find that really odd. Um, and even the Sedition Hunters, uh, the one guy they named him um, Green Dome Creeper. And they they don't tweet about that guy anymore. They don't ask for information about that guy anymore. You don't see none of that. Um, and then the other guy, the second guy with the backpack, they named him Blue Squirt Squirtle or something like weird like that. And I don't know. They said that he was also removed from the thing. So I don't know. Someone claimed maybe he's dead. I don't know. Um. So anyway. Oh, yeah. On a quick side Thank note, um, mm-hmm. my sedition hunter name was Tan on Camo. <laughs> That's not bad they, compared to some of the other names I've heard. They, you know what? They never gave me a name. <laughs> but they they were partly responsible for identifying me to, for my arrest, and uh, I <clears throat> found out by searching around on uh, social media. Uh, that that was what their code name for me was was the color tan because I was wearing a, a tan jacket and then on camo because I had a camo hoodie so tan on, tan on camo wow it's so freaking crazy they must have known that the FBI knew who I was for them to not even give me a hashtag you know that's just really freaking crazy as soon as I get stepped down I'm instantly like crushed by all these guys around me because now I'm at the part where it's like the entrance to the tunnel but it's still outside but this is that's always the most difficult part for me is the tunnel stuff so I'm starting to fall down and my um, hats falls off and I'm like myself almost fall down then I'm just like focused on trying to be able to breathe and to not be trampled. And then I'm pushed in to, to, to the inside part of the tunnel, but not in the Capitol. I end up between J6ers and the police. And that's when, uh, at the time, he was a lieutenant. Uh, and I didn't know his name at the time, uh, but you, he's easily identifiable in the sense that in the video well I get hit on the head well I get maced and 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 um mind you this whole time I'm trying to keep myself up and to be able to breathe and I end up like uh tying my coat around my waist which had my cell phone my 
fake card, some cash, and my driver's license. Uh, I'm getting maced and I'm getting squished and I'm trying not to fall down and be trampled and uh, I get maced and then comes a, a blow to my head and and then all of a sudden like I must have like I said I like must have blacked out because I don't remember a lot of it and I just thought I got hit three times on the head it wasn't until later like uh after I had been arrested and let out and like after I was on whatever number attorney or whatever I like happened to see I was able to see my I happened to see the video of my like I had got beat in the tunnel and uh come to find out like I had been beat with the metal baton on the head uh more than three times been punched uh, and uh, yeah, it's my understanding that um, it was Lieutenant Bagshaw that yep. was assaulting you, and that yep. you he's had. A, he's a um, captain now. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he got he got promoted after January sixth, uh, twice, if I remember correctly. Yep, once or twice. Um, I think I fought twice, but it may be once. I don't know, but yeah, he's a, a captain. That I know. Right, and he. Assaulted you with forty-two blows to the head and to the face. If is that sound correct? Um, I was told because I sure didn't count. I was told he hit me with the baton forty times, the metal baton, and then at one point, when he has direct access to my face, he punches me like I was told five times. Again, I I didn't count. Um. Um, and also someone, I think, I don't know if it was Bagshaw or a different officer had, um, uh, taken the, the head, which is helmeted of another officer and bash it into my, the back of my head, like a, a few times. Someone had pointed that out that, that video is freaking hard to watch. Uh, anyway, I linked to this, this guy that, um, has the full footage and even zoomed in of, of me being beat in the tunnel uh, a different officer uh, uh, had also taken his his baton and was like stabbing at my head or face or something I was like ugh so yeah Bagshaw himself did a lot oh tons uh, uh, but uh, apparently some other officers joined in with him I, I... for my audience to kind of get a, a picture of this um an unarmed woman, and you were pretty much huddled in the corner uh, of the entrance of the tunnel and pinned between protesters and Capitol Police. And yet, the lieutenant, the, the supervisor, the one in charge in that area, took it upon himself to use lethal force on you because using a baton to attack your head is considered lethal force. And so he attacked you with that baton numerous, numerous times and also punched you in the face and the side of the head and other officers joined in um, and decided to beat and assault you. And I can tell my audience very clearly because I've seen these videos, um, they are extremely hard to watch. Uh, if you do go out and look 
to see them, fair warning, it is graphic. There's a lot of blood, and you were unconscious at one point while being beaten. So an unconscious, unarmed woman that was not attacking them, that you were trying to protect yourself in the corner of this tunnel, covering your head and your face with your hands and your arms at some points, being violently and viciously attacked. Yep. No provocation and from you. I put my hands on, on top of my head to to stop the blows from the metal batons, and then at one point in the video, I I like uh and get out and, and I get made. Well, all this is happening on top of getting beat. There's an officer in the tunnel up on a ledge, and he's just macing people. And at one point, he like just reaches up and over me to mace me in my face so and then the floor is also like soaking wet and you're trying to not i'm trying not to fall at the same time so i grab onto a shield to pull myself up or hold myself up after like this beating and so they these officers like then begin to ping pong me is the best way I can describe it uh, between each other like they're pushing me back but pushing me from one officer to another officer but they're pushing me back towards the 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 the, the cat inside the capital and and I'm falling backwards and as I'm falling and they're pushing me between them back toward the capital inside because uh, I guess that it doesn't. It didn't lead up to the next terrace. It actually went into the Capitol. Uh, uh, then my shoes fall off, and my jacket had uh, that was tied around my waist had fallen off. I do remember he had put my hands behind my back and put these zip tied things on me. So it's not real handcuffs. It's like a zip tie handcuff things, and then takes me into the capitol and uh down these halls and i'm stocking footed like the whole freaking time and uh i remember when he takes me um into this area where it's like circular it's beautiful looks like i don't know if it is but it looks like like a marble type floor it's a gorgeous floor but it's soaking wet and of course i i noticed that right away because i'm wearing socks and oh yeah they had patted me down they had turned my pockets inside out they like patted me down a bunch of freaking times uh i i see i see this line of people moving forward so i look over and it's it's like other i would call my i'm assuming j6ers but they didn't come from where i came from the right area because uh, again like none of these people look like they've been maced or beat um, so they get a call that they have a place that they can take us out, some door, some area that they can take us out. So anyway, I, all I know is they take us to this area and there's a train track, but it's not a big train track. It's like a, a small train track, but it's long. It's super long. And mind you, throughout the Capitol, all I'm seeing is massive police officers everywhere. I'm seeing guys in like, uh, to me, I assumed that they were National Guard because they had the military like 
camouflage. Uh, they have the helmets on. They have guns on them, like the big a rifle. rifle or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so they have those. So I'm seeing all this inside of the Capitol. Now in this this area where this train track is, there's all these massive os- officers down there just lined up, like almost down the whole thing. And they have uh, their uh, riot gear stuff on. And it looks like they're just waiting there, waiting for orders. And I'm like, and on the train track at the end is like this little like box card thing. And it has, it's clear, like the top part anyway, is, is clear. And I don't know if it's like glass or bulletproof glass or plastic or what it is. But it looks like it maybe seats like four people. Um, and then there's these doors. So they take us out these doors. And as soon as I step out, uh, it's it, first thing I notice is like this big, huge, um, huge uh, floodlight, like shining on the back of what I call, I don't know what it's called, like a paddy wagon, like it holds a. a, a prisoners or something or jailed people or something here's set up already a a, a news camera how is it that that guy knew to be here when these officers couldn't even find a place you know to take us out I, i thought that's really ironic and i ended up finding that video by the way um on my own <laughs> anyway so um we get in the back of the uh, I don't remember if the guys were in the same thing. I think, you know, like, it's really weird because it was like uh, only one other lady and myself. And this lady, she she kind of reminds me of my sister who raised me, who I call my mom. Um, skinny little lady, um, you know, glasses. And she gets in and, and it's like all metal in there. It's freezing cold. And I, th- I, I think there was maybe a divider and the guys were on the other side. We're put in there, and then they take us to to a jail. But the they have they process all the guys first, and so we're freezing our butts off out in this metal uh what do you call it uh paddy wagon thing. Then they finally bring us in, and then they they do her stuff first, and then they come to me. Mind you, this whole time. They've never said I was under arrest. They never read my rights. They never said I did anything wrong. Uh, so, and I'm this whole time I'm in zip tied cuff things with my arms behind my back, and I have no shoes, no coat, and uh, 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 my pockets are even flipped uh, inside out. And so, unbeknown to me, uh, uh, something else. Uh, so when they when it's finally my turn, they take me in there and then they pat me down again. A female officer pats me down for like the billionth time that night. And then they finally cut the, she cuts the zip tie things off of me at some point. And these whole slew of questions that they ask, and this wasn't normal like that. There was no mugshot. There was no fingerprints. And they, like, asked me my name, my address, you know, like, where I'm from, uh, my social security number, and, like, not normal, like, you know, whole slew of questions. Like, this whole time, 
like my hair had been like in my face. I go to put my hair up out of my face finally. And when I do that and I bring my hand down, I am like, oh my gosh, like I'm bleeding. So and she immediately noticed it too as I look at my hand like and then I and then she she gives me some kind of a tissue or something to wipe my head and then you know I'm like still bleeding and then so she's like they're like oh something like to see a doctor and I'm like okay I don't even remember specifically like the the conversation anyway so so they take me and I guess that lady must have the lady that was before me she she was in there in this little small doctor office thing right there and there's like this wooden bench thing that they she's handcuffed to with like one of her arms her hands wrists whatever and then they handcuff me my one wrist and next to her and then so we're sitting there then all of a sudden this officer comes in and she was like oh you guys will probably be released and we look at each other this lady and I and we're like oh oh like we we don't you know feeling like like if you see the doctor because that lady's just standing there she said that 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 you're you're taking the chance that you're going to be locked up or we're like no 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 you know like they didn't say that but she just it's like insinuated at least I don't remember them saying that but anyway so we're like no we don't need to see a doctor we're ready to go and as we're saying that her and I this this older lady and myself uh this lady a different officer lady comes in and she comes to me and is like okay you're you're you can go and she has this clipboard and piece of paper and so um she has me sign it and put my social security number in it then uh, I didn't even read it. I'm just like, I want to get out of there. So uh, I walked down. She walks, has me walk down the hall and said I can go out that, that door at the end of the, end of the hall. So I walk down the hall. I go out the door. And as soon as I step out, uh, like, here's another officer. This time a man. And he has a clipboard just like that lady did. And a paper, I'm assuming, just like that lady did. And there's some other kid or guy or somebody out there. And who they also must have just re- released. I don't know if he was J6 or not. But anyway, so he had me sign the paper, social security number on the paper. Uh, so I did. I didn't even read it. I just like, uh, um, so I the kid had, or I tell the officer, like, uh, what do I do? Like, I'm cold and, you know, I have no shoes. And he was like, uh, he goes, well, I got something. It's He said, um, if you want. It's something like it looks like an asbestos type suit or something, or if you paint or something. Like, I don't know. Uh, You have to put your feet into it and it zips up and it's thin. It's not thick and it has a hood. Um, So I'm like, I'll take it. You know, I needed something, anything because it was cold out there. And so I asked this kid, I'm like, "Uh, is it okay if I use your phone to call somebody? And he was like, sure. And I'm like, you know, uh, it's not like back in the 90s when I grew up when you knew you had to dial numbers so you memorized a lot of numbers um so the only number that I knew by heart was my mom's cell phone back in Minnesota so I had a I had called my mom and woke her up and she's you know you know what do you say you got 
Oh, my sister who raised me by a color mom. So anyway, um, so anyway, I walk across the street and I push the buzzer thing where the speaker is, and um, and I'm so thankful for this cop. Uh, still to this day, it was a different officer, and God bless this man because um, he was super freaking awesome and i try to talk to him through the thing and suddenly i'm like i'm cold whatever he actually comes out of the 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 whatchamacallit um the police station and i'm like yeah you know because i i don't remember if i talked to him through the speaker at first or what i said through the speaker but he had actually came out and um i was like yeah um i'm like i had got released and i've been waiting across the street for however, however long and I'm like, I'm cold. And now the, there's a dump truck and my friends aren't going to be able to come down the street to to probably, you know, because I'm thinking they're going to do the same thing at the other end where all those police cars were. Or he said, I'll message whoever. And it was, you know, I had to give my my mom's cell phone number back here in Minnesota. There's the train station down there and you can wait in there. It's warm. And he goes, I'll, I'll send whoever you want me to text the address to that station and then they can pick you up there and he goes and I'll take a picture of you so they know what you look like and he's like is okay if I take a picture and send it to her I was like yes so obviously you know for him to say that even to say that uh can I take a picture of you so your friends know what you look like you know for him to suggest to do that he must have thought I looked obviously different than what my friends were expecting me to look like my friends come and to get me and as soon as I get in the car this really nice vehicle uh someone else was driving um everyone starts coughing and eyes tearing up and they start rolling down the windows and I'm like what's wrong what's wrong and they're like man it's like someone just maced us and and they're like that's off of you like that's how much OC mace spray whatever it was that they had all on me it was so bad even after all that time all those hours and even the hours I spent outside in the cold in the dark uh it was still so strong that when I got in that vehicle that it was affecting them as if they had all just been uh maced so I knew that they that that you know I, I would be a target. I understood history and that, you know, this is nothing new. This is, uh, I mean, look at the freaking lockdowns and my, and the businesses that had to shut the little businesses, not your Walmarts, not your other places, but your mom and pop stores and your restaurants. And people just went along with it for how long? A long freaking time. People had chosen uh, what they thought was safety over uh uh what is it called uh those who would give up a little bit of of freedom for security or lip you know would uh deserve neither um the famous yeah, that's, famous quote by benjamin franklin one of my favorites you. yes so after um that night i assume you went back home to minnesota um, mm-hmm. when was it that you were you ended up uh, arrested and um what was what was that like um how did how did your arrest happen so anyway so time goes by and you know because that was just january whatever and so 
I got this gut feeling like they're going to they're going to come and arrest me. And all my friends are like, no, you're just being paranoid. You're just blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I can feel it. Like, I can feel like I felt like they're going to come for me. Sure enough, it was the beginning of April. 530, 6 o'clock. I don't know. Like, like, I don't even know. It's just so like to the point even my daughters woke up from like boom 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 um like I'm like jump up and I look out the window and here's not just FBI you have FBI and you have police and they're not just like a few people no 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 this is massive cars massive police they not only are surrounding my home with their guns drawn in the back, they surrounded the block. And and not just that, they had got my sister from, who I call my mom, who raised me, who I stay with, uh, from work. Uh, and she's out there. So my lawn, lawn is filled with pe- police officers or FBI agents, whatever they are, and plain clothes, some with uh, vests on. You got cop officer and you got all these people and I'm like look I like just almost freaking dead my kids are freaking out I'm freaking out I'm like start filming the kids phones aren't working to film the and I'm like one of my daughters I'm like my oldest daughter I'm like call you know my friend Larvita I'm like call Larvita and then so she we're freaking out and then oh it it was it's beyond anything like they, it, it might we got a warrant for your arrest I am though one of the few people I don't know if I don't know that I've ever talked to another J6er though I should say or even heard a story of another J6er who has not had their house gone through December January I should say I had found out that after all these freaking years that they actually had my cell phone. They had got my cell phone. I don't know where but or when. But they had got my cell phone. Like like almost instantaneously. I'm assuming I dropped it at the Capitol. But they were able to, ver- to get in there. And see that it's me somehow. So I think they had everything that they wanted. Because obviously the, 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 the trip to D.C. Wasn't even freaking planned in advance. It just was a thing that happened. Nobody was expecting for any crap like that to happen that happened at all. We came to see our president. We came to say, hey, we voted. See all of us here, which are thousands and millions probably. Sure, I know Biden didn't get that many votes. Uh, He got got more votes than our first black president, Barack Hussein Obama. I don't think so. Biden? Bumbling Biden? I do not think so. Uh Uh-uh. Just look at us. Yeah, have, have you ever seen a, the, the, a Trump rally on TV? Just a massive amount of people outside. Not to mention inside the buildings. I know because I know 2018 when Trump came to, to Rochester. It, I, I came freaking early that day. And I'm glad I did. Like because there were so many freaking people. They had to put a, tr- a jumbotron thing outside for every all these massive people just to watch. Besides the people that were inside, it just you, that, 
That never happened for Biden. Biden couldn't even fill a bingo hall and Donald Trump was filling sports stadiums with thousands of people pouring outside, still waiting to come in. Right. Uh, Whenever you were arrested, uh, you said they did not execute a search warrant on your home. Um, No. First, I'd like to say I'm I'm very sorry that your kids had to experience that, um, getting woken up to the trauma of of an FBI. Um, I can't call it a raid because they didn't they didn't come into your house, but uh, for the FBI to take you. um, Once you were arrested. where did they where did they book you? Was it a U.S. Marshal's office, uh, local police? Okay, so this is yeah, it was a they had to drive me all the way up to the Twin Cities, and they booked me in a marshal's office. But on the way there, now get this: so I have to sit in this vehicle with three FBI agents, no cops, three FBI agents. Mind you, they did they purposely said to me. We're not going to read read you your Miranda rights just yet. You can just talk to us. And I was like, oh, no. I know. I'm like, I'm in my pajama clothes things, you know, and I'm just had woke up. They they make sure to get you like that. Like, where am I going to run to? Like, I told you from the get go. Again, you could have freaking called me, but you didn't. Anyway, I digress. So... (laughs) So they try to talk to me, ask me questions about just like, hey, buddy, buddy type stuff. No, 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 no. Oh. And then so then they finally read me my freaking Miranda rights. So they take me into the Marshall's building, right? Take my photograph, blah, blah, blah mugshot. Then they they want to DNA swab me. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I haven't been found guilty of a crime. I said, is that legal? And I'm and they kind of look at each other. And I'm like, uh, if I do this, then what if I'm found not guilty? And they said, I don't know. I was like, oh my freaking goodness. So, uh, and then I'm like, then they're like, uh, you just take the Q-tip and put it in your mouth and swab it around. And I also, so I swab my mouth with this Q-tip, stick it in an envelope. And then they come back and say, oh, we'll destroy it if you're found not guilty. I'm like, did they just pull that answer out of their butt? I mean, I don't know what. Anyway, so I go through with the booking process and stuff. So crazy. I just saw this interview with a J6 woman. And, and she would be the last. Uh, looks like a sweet, sweet lady. Uh, it was on like a, a Frank speech. Uh, uh, I don't know who the lady was that was interviewing this other lady. Uh, she looked like the last kind of lady that would ever be freaking arrested for anything. Anyway, um, and she happened to say that when she was arrested, she said the exact same verse that I did. And it, when I was in that cell, and I'm like, wow, um, yeah, I believe it's Isaiah 53, um, Isaiah 53 verses four through six. And uh, but I was saying it in Hebrew. <laughs> Now I forgot off the top of my head. Anyway, I'm sorry. I digress. Uh, uh, by, uh, I can't remember. I knew it at the time. It's just my mind is so overwhelmed. Anyway, she had said that same exact verse. And I had been saying it like the whole time. And I was just praying. And, um, I had to try to like, even though no one was there, like you feel like 
you still have to already like toughen yourself up because you know they could bring anyone in at any time and i didn't know what was going to happen from there <clears throat> you said isaiah 53 verses 4 through 5 um, through 6 of 4 through 6 mm-hmm. okay so uh, it would be surely he hath borne our yes. griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of god and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. All, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. Amen. You were put into a cell in the U.S. Marshal's office and you were trying to steal yourself to give yourself some resolve to be prepared for whatever may come next uh what what did come next were you released on an or bond uh you had your arraignment that day i assume uh i don't know the technical terms but i saw a judge and i was released on my own recognizance but with like a I was put on pre-trial probation, so, like, I can't leave the state of Minnesota. Um, I have to report to my probation officer every single Monday. Um, I can't, uh, some other stuff. Uh, uh, I had, before my court, a few, I had actually, uh, been in the Rayburn building, which is not the Capitol building, it's um whatever other buildings and i met with uh i was with um ashley babbitt's mom and uh mickey and nicole ruffett her husband is guy ruffett he was the first january 6th uh defendant to go to trial and um tommy tatum and um david uh from uh freedom express Yep and, my, yep, and my friend Larvita McFarquhar, um, she was uh, the first and one of three Minnesota business owners who did not shut down and disobeyed the tyrannical, unjust, uh, quote-unquote, mandates for small businesses to shut down. She did not shut down her restaurant and is still to this day in a battle with uh, the gov- the Minnesota state government uh, for not shutting her business down. Uh, so that was the, night, that, was the okay. night that you went to the the vigil. Um, I believe Ivan Raikland uh, was there as well, and yep, you had submitted a Sing for Freedom video for my uh, Sing for Freedom campaign, which I greatly appreciate you and Lorvita singing that and I actually posted the video of you singing the Sing for Freedom singing our anthem in solidarity with the other J6ers on my website I also posted it in my Sing for Freedom chat room on Telegram as well as uh, Twitter and Getter and uh, also on my Rumble page Um, I share it everywhere that I possibly can anybody that submits uh, video for Sing for Freedom to stand in solidarity with our J6ers because it not only helps bring awareness to what the guys and girls are going through across this entire country that are being persecuted because of January 6th, but it also 
helps give hope and encouragement and strength to those that are suffering and, and their families. You know, the guys that are locked up inside of the jail in D.C. or other men and women that are locked up across the federal prisons in this nation, um, you know, their families might feel lost, hope, uh, hopeless and abandoned. And so for them to be able to see that they have an entire nation of people standing behind them um, is extremely uplifting. And so I very much thank you for participating in that. You know, you are part of the J6 family. And so for them to see that you're willing to show your solidarity with the rest of this family, um, it makes a huge difference. And I made sure to share it around as much as I possibly can. Thank you. And thank you so much uh, for sharing it and just all the work you're doing um, for the J6 community. It really means a lot. We're all in this together, girly, you know, Mm -hmm. and we have to stick up for this country. That's why we all went to the Capitol to exercise our First Amendment right was to speak up and defend our nation. Um, They say, when I say they, I mean the mainstream lamestream propaganda media and the the powers that be they say we wanted to overthrow the government which makes no sense for several reasons one of which trump was still in power so trump supporters would not want to overthrow the trump administration but two Mm -hmm. we were doing what we thought was right to protect our government and our nation right our government is what runs our country and makes the decisions on the pathway of our of our nation and so we were trying to protect the sanctity of the governance that we elected and so their narrative of us trying to overthrow is is completely unfounded Um, there's no trump supporter no patriot that would have benefited from us trying to do what they're accusing us of only they would have benefited from that so and and the proof is in the pudding just look at the what we're in and and even um which is you know we wouldn't would we're we uphold and respect law and order and why would we do the very opposite of the very thing that unites us our constitution and our freedom we we're not going to go against that Uh, once you were released on your on own recognizance and uh had a chance to participate in the vigil outside the jail with mama mickey nicole and and everybody else which by the way is absolutely awesome um if anybody in the audience has a chance to go and participate in the vigil outside of the jail in dc which they have been doing every single night since august of 2022 and they pledge to keep doing every single night until all the J6ers are released, I definitely recommend going. Um, It'll be a wonderful time, and it'll be full of laughter, possibly some tears, because you're going to hear some very heartfelt stories of both the men and women that are locked up, as well as the families that are there and the struggles that they go through. They get to meet wonderful patriots like yourself, that are able to go down there and participate um, time and again, as well as uh, stand up and speak up for those that are being persecuted without due process. You know, many of these men and women are still sitting in detention 
um, without trial, no conviction, no justice whatsoever. And that's our main goal with all of this is to bring true, fair justice, law and order back into our country, because it is very clear that there is a two tier system. And uh, anybody that has a chance to get involved, be boots on the ground out there and show your support, you know, all it takes is a little prayer, a little singing, and just to be there, to show up. And it's a chance for where we, the people, can be the people and to, to use our voice. And it's a, a very powerful thing, so I recommend it. I know you said you've gone through several attorneys uh, because of their lack of defense and neglect. What uh, At what point in your case are you? Have you gone through motions and pre-trial hearings yet or are you uh, awaiting trial did they offer you a plea deal like what what's the status of your case my current status is that um i believe off the top of my head because my memory is not that great right now uh april 28th is my pre-trial hearing but it's gonna be via zoom uh and may 8th is my trial date and like the judge had said it's set in stone uh judge Bates um I was only offered one plea deal this whole entire uh two years this it's never changed it is for the felony I am charged with one felony and three misdemeanors and not only is was it just the plea deal is not only just to the felony it's a felony with a three-point enhancement and the three-point enhancement that they're claiming is that uh because i touched the officer's shield and defended like put my hands up over my head to stop the baton from hitting my head and uh touch the baton when it was coming down to hit my head that I was uh, I don't know the verbatim or the technical terms that they use but basically that I was the assailant (laughs) which is just freaking crazy and normally I'm like really emotional telling this story but uh, um, and thankful uh, thankful right now I don't have to see the video because that's I, I lose it every freaking time but and uh, plus it's you know I'm not in front of a camera so uh, and plus I told myself today that I'm just I'm not gonna I'm gonna do my best is really the truth but that I'm not gonna let myself be sad anymore that I I um, gonna be mad instead I, I've spent the past two years in hell of just emotional uh, really psychological warfare uh just yeah i can only imagine the the torture that you've had to deal with and um now you mentioned your memory taking 40 plus blows to the head um probably has something to do with that as well you know don't don't discount that part they right uh, and they tortured you and traumatized you and assaulted you and viciously attacked you even while you were unconscious 
and having to watch the videos. Um, I remember you posting on Twitter one time that you can't even believe yourself that that is you in the video yeah. because you don't remember any of it. And it was sort of a, a realization like, wow, I can't believe that actually happened to me. Um, exactly. And so. in, in, in being a, a survivor of a domestically abusive relationship for anyone who's ever been in either uh, uh, has been in a situation has been in that or has is going through that uh, first of all if I can um, say like you can make it out of that if you're currently in that you don't deserve to, to be um, nobody nobody deserves that nobody deserves that it, no matter what you tell yourself or that think that the other person is going to change or that uh, it's your fault that's not that's not true at all number one uh, in any of those whatsoever and number two um, there is hope and there is uh, there you can uh, be f- free from that and um and it's it's crazy because uh, the last time that I had been severely, severely beaten was the last time my ex laid his hands on me was in 2012, and it took for it seems like forever to to but I did finally I got a 40 year OFP on him and and yeah the old OFPs that I would always get on him he violated every single one, but uh in 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 but I'm just telling you, you can get away from that. And, and it, I did. And I thought I never would, but I did. And, um, and I start, I, you know, I, it was a long, hard process and it's not easy, but it's so worth it uh, for, especially if you have kids. And even if you don't have kids, it doesn't matter. It's so freaking worth it to, 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 to get away from that. And I encourage you to reach out to the, to get help in whatever form or fashion, and 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 um, get away from that. Uh, uh, and I, I was healing, and then when that first blow came in that tunnel, it was like a flashback to it was like all that that I had, I had all that work that I had done. It was like, it was like all just like now I'm back. It was, I was just back to that, that, uh, and, and unfortunately, uh, I, I always, I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever said this on any recording. Like I've told people like when I like kind of break, break down that, um, like usually off but you can put this on there um that you know how how uh football players they they take so many blows to the head and it causes like over like it causes stuff like uh like uh i don't know what you call it um like injuries to your brain um i i'm worried about that because like I never used to stutter like this after this January 6th thing was like, now I'm doing this 
and my mem my my memory is not as good and so why you know but i keep speaking out uh if you all who if just hear my heart um because i i felt like i should have died in that tunnel but for some reason god allowed me to live if i i could i would take the place of every single person who died on January 6th or as a result of January 6th I would take the place of all of them but uh, unfortunately I can't so I'm going to do the next best thing that I can and that's to speak out as uncomfortable as it honestly really truly is freaking uncomfortable for me but I make myself do it and I feel like I had to push myself to do it but then and I get insecure sometimes like like am I talking does it seem like I'm talking too much about my story but I don't know what else to do to help so that's what I do and that's what I'm doing and probably because it is uncomfortable I think it's it's that much more important for me to do because it's the only thing I have is to use my voice for now and every January 6th case so far who's that's gone to trial and I'm going to trial May 8th every single one has been found guilty either even if it's a judge bench trial or if it's by a jury and I'm doing jury and the juries they come back this freaking fast some of uh, the majority of them they only do like two hour deliberation and it's a unanimous guilty on all freaking charges how what is this is for mathematicians or whatever those like what are the statistics that that is even probable there's no not there's no these people are just automatically something ain't right but you know what i know what i'm up against and 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 if god so chooses he can uh miraculously he can save me from this but he may not but he's still in control at the end of the day and and i'm going to use my time out here to 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 speak on my situation because the 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 way that they can take a, a screenshot of a video like a screenshot from a video and and show me putting my hand up and it looks like i'm grabbing at the baton but i if you see the video you see i'm putting my hand on my head as the baton comes down and to smack my head for like the whatever number time and i'm going to push it up and off of me but do i punch any i you know what like i i, I admit i in my past like i fought i I've, I've, even those guys i pulled them down i but when i was there with police officers did i punch them back no why because they're police officers and i was scared i don't know i i i can't even freaking remember but the fact is for some reason i did not punch them back and it must be a, of of god as well and and if that means that maybe it's showing the injustice of of what's about to take place what's already been taking place i mean we have men in in jail pre-trial and they're they're denied bond and uh people who are 
are, are, are charged with, but maybe not, you know, pre-trial with all types of horrible things, uh, can, can get bail, but these guys can't, something ain't right. Now the tunnel that you were in, um, that was the same tunnel where Roseanne Boylan had lost her life, uh, correct? Yes, that's correct. It was just minutes after they had took me in uh, that that incident began with Roseanne Boylan. And, and I can't even watch her, the video with her. It, it's it's so freaking horrible and those who were around her that tried to save her and and to see I, I just can't even freak that's just freaking horrible the men that tried to save her all got charges of assault on a police officer even though they, they didn't attack the officer they just uh, put themselves between the officer and Roseanne pleading for her to stop hitting her while she lay unconscious on the ground screaming stop please you're killing her exactly and, uh, it's you know, horrible like, just just like in your case um, you were assaulted and then charged for it exactly they they tried to prevent a murder and were charged for it um, and Roseanne Boylan she lost her life that day as did Ashley Babbitt Kevin Greeson and Benjamin Phillips So, it is truly moving to understand the gravity of the situation and to be able to pinpoint where the injustices had happened. But it is extremely uplifting to know that you survived and that you made it this far. And you are right. We're in God's hands. Whatever happens, happens he will win in the end and you have been taking it with grace every single step of the way and so for that our heart goes out to you and to escape a previous relationship of abuse to then be abused by your own government and still have the fortitude to be able to look after others and speak up using your past experience and knowledge to try to help and benefit others. That says a lot about your character and it says a lot about the character of those that assaulted you. So, God bless you. Thank you. I just, I still always feel like I'm not doing enough. Well, You're doing what God puts before you. And I'll be honest, most of America is not doing enough. But I think what you're doing is great. So keep it up. Keep your head up. And understand that we are in this fight with you. Um, We all become one big family. And until they bury me under the prison, I'm going to be loud and obnoxious and keep pushing out these stories. And helping the rest of America realize what truly is going on because they need to hear it. You would be surprised how many people, even in high positions, have absolutely no idea about the truth. And for you to have the courage to come up front 
and be public to share your story and share your experience despite just the the horrific circumstances in your case um it is truly commendable um i just um am currently just asking people to pray uh that i just um that I just do what God wants me to do and um, that uh, that I have the um, that I have the strength to just to, to do it and that I just am obedient to God and that I'm humble I, I ask that you pray that um, God just helps me to be humble and selfless and um that I just am obedient to him. That's that's all that um, I ask. And um, there's so many J6ers um, who need help um, uh, that I uh, I don't um, I just ask if, if you feel like you want to give to someone just like find a J6er or write to them or um, like um, like you um, you know like what you're doing is really great and I'm very thankful um, they can donate to you and, and um, or to any of the J6ers um, or you know just share the truth even um, I think prayers are vital for not just myself but for justice for Ashley Babbitt, Roseanne Boylan, uh, for Kevin Greeson, for Benjamin Phillips, uh, for the political prisoners um, and their families and um, those who were murdered and their families. And they keep adding to our number. So all those who've been going through this and are still in this and even those who've been unjustly sentenced and are sitting in prisons and lives have been ruined families have been ruined um uh our names like every freaking year in january 6th our local state news brings up our names if they're not brought up just because of whatever and and um I, I just ask please just pray first and foremost and, and second just share the truth truth and uh, if you felt led to give uh, give where God leads you and um, I'm just thankful for uh, to be able to all that you're doing and, and to be able to come on here and, and speak for all J6ers and the truth of what really happened that day and um yeah well your humility is um, admirable and there are a lot of J6ers that need help um, do you have any uh, closing words that you would like to share with the audience before we wrap this up um, just thank you for if you've made it this far just thank you for um, hearing my story um, and, um, um, just thank you. Well, it's been an honor and a pleasure to have you. And we certainly appreciate you sharing your story. It is 
absolutely disgusting in what happened to you at the Capitol and for you to stand as strong as you are in the face of adversity, staring Uncle Sam nose to nose and saying, screw you sucker, this is our country, let our people go. And it shows the true epitome of American resolve. So God bless you in that. You true. It breaks my heart to hear the stories of suffering and torment that many Americans are having to deal with. Victoria's story is one that it just really tugs at the heartstrings. She's a mom of four girls that just loves her country, loves her family, and wanted to help keep things right. And she got beat viciously and then arrested and is facing prison time for being beaten. She was not violent. She's an unarmed woman that went to the people's house to ask our representatives to represent us. And now she's being politically persecuted. And this is just one story out of a thousand people that have been arrested so far, and they're arresting many, many more. In the month of February they ar- this year, they arrested 33. They say they want to go after 3,000. This needs to stop, and it's up to us, folks. Um, Victoria has asked that I not put her Give, Send, Go fundraiser um, in the description box of this episode. She doesn't want to take away from any of the other J6 defendants and their families. Her humility is just beautiful. She has a big heart. And despite having to battle with the physical complications of the assault, she still pushes through. I am going to say that if you want to help her, you can find her Give, Send, Go on my website of sing4freedom.us if you feel so inclined. We as Americans need to stand together. We cannot tolerate this tyranny. Americans being completely destroyed by a corrupt administration. We look forward to speaking to you again next time as I will be at CPAC 2023 rubbing elbows with some pretty big names to get the story of January 6th out there. I promise you won't be disappointed. It's going to be a blast. And I hope that you can find it within yourself to spread this information and share it. I want to thank our sponsors one last time at p2pprinting.com where you can get all the Sing for Freedom merch your heart desires. Also, makehoneygreatagain.com for pure American honey. Use the promo code FREEDOM. That way they know that a January 6th defendant sent you. And also, mammothnation.com. 30% discount. Use the code of FREEDOMJ6. I'm your humble host, Joseph Thomas. And we look forward to seeing you again next week for CPAC 2023, where I will be sticking a microphone in the face of some big names in our movement, asking for messages to the J6ers and asking elected officials and candidates what they are going to do to help out 
our fellow Americans because the Biden administration ain't got nothing on we the people because we're Americans and it's going to stay that way. Oh, say.